Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. The Israel Report with Rolene Marks. Time's just gone 18 minutes past five. Well, Mavis says there's been a massive barrage a few minutes ago aimed at numerous places. Carol's asking, are we back to square one? Joining us on the line now to unpack this and other news issues, which we hope to get through in our limited time that we have. Rolene Marks, our correspondent from Israel. Rolene, good afternoon to you. Thanks once again for joining us. Good afternoon. Always good to be here. Well, uh, Rolene, as I mentioned now, there's this uh, breaking news, a massive barrage a few minutes ago. Please update us. What is going on? Are, are you in shelters at the moment? Literally, literally about 10 minutes ago, we had a massive barrage of rockets to the center of the country, including around here where, where I am. I could hear the big booms of the interceptions. Uh, rockets uh, rumored to be coming from the Gaza Strip. Now, I wouldn't say we are back to square one, but you, you know, Hamas have tens of thousands of, of, of rockets, uh, many of them long range that can reach as far as where I am here in the center of Israel and Tel Aviv, which is rocketed earlier. So we don't expect a life free of uh, mm. rockets forever. Uh, we do an- anticipate that we will still have rocket warnings, but uh, this one just didn't seem to stop sending millions of Israelis into our shelters. Well, Roland, from all of us, please do take care. Our blessings, uh, blessings to you, everyone. Just be safe, uh, take care, and uh, yeah, just be with us as we now unpack uh, what has transpired since the weekend. Some juicy bits of news, if I can describe it in that way, transpiring as of late. We had the ICJ verdict and UNRWA. Where do you want to start? <laughs> Should we start at the very beginning in terms of days, and let's start with the ICJ, right, okay. uh, the interim, the, the interim ruling given on Friday. Now, the South African uh, government and the South African legal team seem to be seeing this as a massive victory. Reports in the Sunday Times yesterday that now um, uh, South Africa is going to pursue a case at the ICC, that's the International Criminal Court, and and seek to charge individual uh, Israelis. But was it a victory? I don't think it was a victory. Yes, the uh, judges berated uh, Israel for about 30 minutes. In fact, I was watching and uh, and you and and I were messaging and I said, I don't know, I don't don't think I can watch this nonsense Mm. anymore. And, And then they gave out the ruling and they did not call for a ceasefire, which is what South Africa's primary goal was to force a, a ceasefire uh, on Israel. And as you've just noticed, what a ceasefire would do, it would leave us paralyzed, mm-hmm. unable to defend ourselves against a genocidal uh, terrorist organization that seeks to eradicate the state of Israel. Now, friends, you've got the uh, South African government. And um, among the other recommendations was to prevent genocide, what we are already doing, and demonstrated quite ably to the court. This was acknowledged by Justice Julia Sebutinde from Ghana. She said that the court had disregarded all of Israel's evidence. It's very interesting once you read the rulings from uh, the the judges. And um, they also absolved the, the Hamas terrorists of any responsibility. However, they did bookend the beginning and the end of the ruling by referring to the 
atrocities of the 7th of October. However, Hamas, as a non-signatory to the Genocide Convention, wasn't on trial. Unfortunately, Israel was on trial. So that's why they probably ignored Hamas and Hamas's responsibility. So we've got to continue doing what we're already doing, which is preventing genocide. We've got to continue doing what we're already doing, which is sending in humanitarian aid, which Israel has said there are no limits to the aid we are sending in and uh, send reports to the Security Council, which I actually think is a good decision because I don't want any excuses from the Security Council mm. anymore when they start with their ludicrous resolutions. And very importantly, very importantly, the immediate and unconditional release of the hostages. Mm. Now, I hear a lot of gloating from the South African government and uh, media, but I don't hear any calls for the release of the hostages. So I'm going to say this now, because I know that we do have a, a, a fair swathe of anti-Israelists who listen to uh, the report every day. South Africa, you have an open line to Hamas and Iran, the state sponsor of, uh, of Hamas terrorists. In fact, President Ramaphosa, Iranian TV reported that she spoke to President Raisi on Friday morning before the interim ruling was given. If you care about human rights, if you are the moral conscience of the world, as you certainly think you are, mm. your job now is to put immediate pressure on Iran and on Hamas to release our hostages now. They have been kept there for 115 days. The listeners can't see, but Michael can see I'm all wrapped up in about three layers of clothing and a scarf because it's freezing here. Those mm. hostages, many of them were taken barefoot in their pajamas. And we worry for them, for their health, for their safety, and for the cruelty that they have endured. We don't for one second, dismiss the dire humanitarian conditions that the people of Gaza are enduring. But remember how this war started and the people of Gaza and the people of Israel deserve better. So if anyone from Durko or uh, their allies heard that message, feel free to pass it on. You know, Rolene, uh, I got this message earlier on from a listener, Jack, who's saying, Michael, what is the ICJ going to do if Hamas refuses to release the hostages as ordered, which seems likely? Well, that's a very, very good one. I mm. don't know uh, what the ICJ can do because Hamas are not signatories to the Genocide Convention. So, okay. All right, then. In that case, yeah, well, let's see how that transpires in the long run. But your appeal there, very hard-hitting and very poignant and to the point, uh, Rolene. Let's move on to UNRWA now. I just have to say that and over to wow. you. Yeah, wow. Mm -hmm. Wow, what a weekend. So, you and I have been speaking mm -hmm. for ages about right. UNRWA. We've been speaking and we've been talking about the United Nations and it's all come to a head. You and I spoke about that telegram uh, expose that UN Watch so brilliantly exposed uh, to the world, giving UNRWA until one o'clock the next day to answer back, which they didn't proceed to do. The IDF and the Shabak have also provided evidence uh, to the United States. The New York Times running with quite a damning expose. I see other press have picked up on it as well. But uh, we have at least 
13 UNRWA staff members that actively participated in the 7th of October atrocities, including uh, the massacring and kidnapping of Israeli civilians and raping of Israeli civilians. We know that at least two hostages were held by UNRWA staff members. We know that uh, at least once uh, UNRWA staff member, in fact, a social worker, let that sink in for a second, a social worker dragged the murdered body of an IDF soldier back into the Gaza Strip. We know that at least 300 UNRWA staff members actively and openly celebrated and praised the atrocities, the murders, the rapes, the mutilations, the beheadings, the burning alive of Israeli civilians. And we know that uh, UNRWA uh, has been complicit in the incitement of hatred, which has created the environment of uh, hatred. Mr. Guterres, because here we're seeing I'm giving out messages, uh, Mark, mm -hmm. I'll give another mm -hmm. one. Right. Antonio Guterres, you're the Secretary General of the United Nations. You were not invited to address a synagogue as you have since your uh, taking office because you said that the Hamas atrocities did not happen in a vacuum. Inferring blame on Israel will have a message for you as well. No, these attacks did not happen in a vacuum. They happened because of decades, decades of UNRWA incitement mm -hmm. in their textbooks. A fact that you know well because it has all been presented to you. Mm -hmm. So there is no excuse. So as a result, we have seen country after country after country start to freeze their funding. Right. Uh, some countries like Spain say they will not freeze. Norway will not freeze. And Scotland, who initially came out saying they're freezing, then did at about turn. But then Humza Yusuf couldn't bear, bring his... Uh, uh, his utterances to to mention the word Jew when it comes to uh, International Holocaust Memorial Day, but countries like the United States, United Kingdom, Canada, Romania, Estonia, Sweden, Finland, Italy, France, Germany, Austria, the EU as a body, and many others, Japan, have all said they are appalled and they are freezing their aid to UNRWA. Rowling, I just wish I could unpack something more with you regarding that, but uh, we are about to run out of time. We did want to touch on Holocaust Remembrance Day. Yes, uh, so Saturday was Holocaust Remembrance Day. Day we remember the six million Jews marked and exterminated. It, it's a day designated by the United Nations, oh, the irony, uh, to commemorate the Holocaust, including other victims, Sinti, Roma, LGBTQ, and anyone else, the Nazis uh, uh, designated as undesirable. But uh, a, a very difficult day, especially since it takes place in the shadow mm. of the 7th of October. Roland, as I said, unfortunately, we haven't got much time to unpack anything more. But if I can also conclude with a remark, looking at UNRWA, let's look at them again, how we've discussed from previous times, how they uh, how they advocated uh, hate speech, hate teachings and whatever you towards the Jewish people. And now this is uncovered that they're complicit in October the 7th. Interesting that the judges used one of their representatives as a basis for their judgment on Israel. Very interesting that is, isn't it? If I can very, conclude, very if I can conclude on that. 
<laughs> some judges have some egg on their face. Indeed. Rowling, we're going to have to leave it there. Thank you so much for joining us once again to give us a background as to what is transpiring in Israel at the moment and factors affecting Israel during this horrific war taking place in Gaza. Rowling Marks, our correspondent from Israel. That's what's happening in that part of the world.